What's going on, everybody? I'm Johnny Brook. Welcome back to episode number 34 of the Crafted Podcast. Podcast all about making stuff by hand, woodworking, metalworking, electronics, leather, and more. We put out new we put out new episodes every week on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and we put those out on Thursdays now. So if you're used to seeing them on Wednesday, just get used to seeing them on Thursdays because we're changing our schedule. <laughs> we're also changing the schedule for our live streams. They used to be on Thursday, and now they're going to be on Wednesdays. So uh, hopefully you can join us there. We have a lot of fun live streaming on Wednesday nights. Uh, you can live chat with us through our app uh, that's available on Google Play or iOS. Uh, totally free. Just search for Crafted Podcasts. And also, we've recently launched a Patreon page, and that's a great way to support the show. If uh, you're interested in checking that out, it's patreon.com slash craftedpodcast. We have all kinds of cool reward levels there, uh, some extra content, and uh, just all kinds of good stuff. So uh, let's go ahead and introduce our co-hosts as always. We've got James Wright from Wood by Wright. What's going on, James? Oh, thank you so much, Johnny. It is a fantastic to be here today. And we've got Zach Herberholz from ZS Fabrications. What's going on, Zach? Hey. And finally, we've got a guest in the house today. We've got Glenn Scott from the DIY Creators YouTube channel. What is going on, Glenn? Hey, what's happening, man? Not much. Yeah, happy to have you on the show. Big fan of your channel. Been watching your stuff for a while and uh, just been amazed at how you've been taking off here in the last couple of months. <laughs> it's been crazy gross. So excited to talk to you about uh, you know what the secrets to your success and uh, you know, how you got into it and all that kind of stuff. So oh, I got all the answers for you, man. Yeah, man. You got to, you got to share yeah. the secrets with me. So, uh, <laughs> cool. Well, before that, I guess let's talk about as always what we've been working on and Glenn, typically the guest will go first. So if you uh, got some stuff you've been working on, let us know. Well, well I'm working on a, a makeup vanity. So I've been, uh, basically tackling it throughout the week, so it should be ready for this weekend. Nice. What's that built out of? Um, what am I using? Uh, plywood, and um, I forgot the other board that I'm using. Um, it's all glued together. I forgot what it's called. Nice. Um, <laughs> cool. Is that going to be another Eventually kind of modern every... style? It's yeah, of course. It's got a modern touch yeah. to it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's one of Eventually, my Eventually every parts. YouTuber has to get into makeup. Oh yeah. Just yeah. gotta do it for the camera. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he gives you that pro. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the head start, man. I'm yeah. just trying to get the head start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about your projects, Glenn, is most of them have that kind of modern touch and that's definitely kind of the style I like, so uh always cool to see you be able to do that especially with you know a lot of your builds are more limited tools and simpler materials and it's cool to see you pull that stuff off even uh, even with those more basic uh, items so yeah. yeah yeah that's that's nice cool james how about you what you've been working on i'm working on a new bench yeah, and man. uh yeah having a lot of fun with this thing i got the the top all laminated this week and started working on the flattening of it and it is a beast already um, I don't think I, I don't build things that aren't heavy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, you use like pretty much all solid <laughs> wood. So, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, I mean, just heavy. the top alone, um, before flattening was around 200 pounds for just Jeez. the top. Jeez. Man. Four and a half inches of solid white oak. That's crazy. And it's only five foot long. So that's crazy. That's <laughs> nuts, man. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, been doing running and buying a house um so it's been taking a lot of my time same area same general region well no i'm i'm buying the house i'm living in oh oh okay so yeah same region paperwork but without (laughs) the fun of moving (laughs) same general area yeah Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but uh, the big thing is uh tomorrow i'm heading off to uh the midwest tool collectors association national meet nice um, which is like the hand tool mecca I hear that that gets pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the octogenarians with their uh, their three hundred old hand, year old hand tools. Uh, it's it's a ruckus place. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's like the old Hollister riots. It's all yeah, by like four p.m. so they can get to dinner. Days in hell. Yeah, yeah. But hey, it starts at like four a.m. every morning. <laughs> Jeez, that's hilarious. But that uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's like uh, um, a conference center completely full of tables and covering every table is every hand tool you've ever seen in your life. Um, if there, if there's a hand tool out there, you'll find at least one of them there. And it's, it's incredible. 
Nice. Nice. That sounds cool. Zach, what about you? What you been working on? I am so happy to be able to say that those chairs are yes. out of my shop. Yes. They're done. They're gone. I'm happy with the way they turned out. And it's just like I didn't realize how much of a burden or not a burden, but like how how much anxiety and like weight I had on my shoulders just having these projects that I had so much time into and the details and then coming to the finishing and just like the amount of stress I was carrying around, like, cause like we talked about last week, I'm not the kind of person that plans out everything before I start. I mean, I'll, I'll have the plan of the build and stuff, but like some of the details I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'll figure it out when I get there. And one of those that was really difficult was a finish and I ended up using a, a metal wax on it that I think is going to be fine over the raw steel. It's uh, so far so good. Um, and just like to, to finally get those delivered and uh, to collect the rest of the payment on it and just to have my shop that I'm, I'm, I can't wait to clean it up and organize it and get ready. It's like spring cleaning. So I can start this next big project. Uh, speaking of heavy projects, this next one that I'm doing that industrial desk, it's, Jeez, yeah. It's like five feet long and I don't know, probably, you know, two and a two, two and a half feet wide. And it's uh, the whole thing is going to be framed in three inch uh, C channel, like the big industrial like beams that you see. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be heavy and probably like six quarter inch uh, ash is what I'm thinking for the top. So nice. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what I've been working on that, and just just enjoying the past couple of days of just like you know, I I got those out, and I'm like, I'm not going to do anything for the next day and a half. I'm going to yeah. like clean the shop and uh, you know just just relax and enjoy life, and it's been it's been really good. I'm I'm actually excited about the next project. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty envious of your feeling of relief because I'm <laughs> right? still like uh, I, I have the same chairs situation going, but I'm not done with them yet. So it's you know I'm still just trying to those those dining chairs I'm building. I just I don't know. I'm, I'm those are so cool though, man. Those are like really, know, but they those make are me way so cooler nervous. than I expected. <laughs> yeah. I thought like I thought when you were talking about them, like I just had that picture in my head of like your super typical generic uh wood chairs but they no, they're, they're really cool kind of have like nice. a yeah they're they straight up my design alley yeah well they're they're mission style you know arts and crafts like through and through they kind of have they kind of have like a rennie mcintosh vibe to them who's a really cool old designer that hmm. designed uh he had a, he had he did a lot of stuff but uh, it kind of has that kind of a feel to it or like a uh frank lloyd wright type yeah. thing like yeah. the, the rec it's really cool chair i'm kind of oh, they're, they're awesome kinda i'm jealous. just i think they make me very nervous because at this point i have already cut the joinery on all of the pieces and so if i screw one of them up at this point it would be very very difficult to like go back and replicate like to make another one so i i think i'm heavily procrastinating on them like i need to bring them to deliver them on Saturday. And I still have like a decent amount of work on them. I haven't even started finishing or anything like that. Probably not going to start that till Friday. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, that's what happens to me when I'm getting like nervous about a build. I just tend to procrastinate like crazy. And my wife is out of town. She's doing like 10 days on the Appalachian trail backpacking and camping and Ooh, fun. Yeah, it's she's having Sounds a great fun. time, but so I'm like sitting at home alone. I've got nobody to bother me, so I can like totally, you know, play video yeah. games or do whatever procrastination work on my website. You know, I, I of course decided to rebuild my website this week. You know, again, just more procrastination. I mean, even though that was productive, but uh, yeah, so. I think yeah, I can relate with that because I feel the same way. Like when there's something that's, you know, I, I mean, I think that's kind of the the catch 22 of like, for me being like, I'll figure it out when I get there or yeah. whatever. But sometimes when I get there, <laughs> nothing happens. And I'm like, Oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just go do something else and yep. it'll click or it'll, it'll, but yep. sometimes you just, and it's hard for me to do sometimes when that happens, like you said, do the same thing. I'll, I'll just procrastinate or I'll find something else to do. Yep. And that doesn't help the situation because still in the back of your mind, that thing is just 
like oh, yeah, metastasizing and getting heavier and bigger yes. and bigger it is. until you finally just sit down because you can't take it anymore and you devote all of your energy to solving the problem. And it yep. usually only takes about 15 minutes to come up with a solution of oh, yeah. all your attention. And then you feel so much better. That's going to be tomorrow yeah. at 8 a.m. for me, basically. I, <laughs> the other thing I do is just procrastinate until I cannot procrastinate anymore. I create like a very high stress situation for myself which is so stupid and I, I keep putting myself into these situations but i basically put it off until either i'm gonna do it or i'm not gonna be able to deliver it on time and like that's just one of those things where it's like okay well i guess i'm gonna do it so it uh you know just kind of forces my hand but uh anyway all that to, all that being said I, i'm working on the chairs currently um they are coming along I'm, I'm really happy with the progress i've made so far but uh just have kind of the backrest to do and then just those decorative rails and uh, then it'll be you know ready for finish prep and that kind of thing so um, did you shoot any uh, test panels yet not yet i'm gonna probably do that tomorrow as well i've been working on that uh so the video i put out today or if you're listening to this on the feed i guess last week um was the farmhouse dining table and benches and i just finished those up yesterday so it was uh that was a pretty. Those are very uh, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're that was sort a of pretty significant build. We're sort of like paralleling each other <laughs> know, a little bit, like with the chairs. So I just finished the chairs, and I, I do have that desk that I'm doing. But and now after that, I have a client that wants me to do uh, like a rustic farmhouse table. Nice. And I haven't drafted anything out. I have to do that over the next week or two. And I'm like, I look at yours. I'm like, man, that is like exactly what they want. But like, it's. I'm like, I have to do something different. Like, I can't. Well, I'll I give just, you the plans mind... for free. <laughs> <laughs> Make was, me buy them. It was a pretty simple build. I mean, I, I you know. I, I my, can't believe how fast you knocked that out. Dude, yeah. Just was... hire Johnny. Johnny will probably do them for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just pay <laughs> I'll just me. sublet. I'd be happy. Dude, if I could build that, like, that was so easy because I, it was all construction lumber, so I could just go to the store and buy it at the length that I needed. You know, like, every time was I go to the Southern little, Yellow Pine? Southern yellow pine for the top and then Douglas fir for the base. So yeah, just, you know, Was four it? by fours for the base and two by tens for the top. So super. So simple. did it, um, was it dry? Do you have a moisture meter? I have no idea. I, I think it was dry enough. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, you'll find out in a few months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, I, it's, you know, the, the four by fours were kiln dried and I'm pretty sure the the two by tens were as well. So it wasn't like, you know, treated or anything like that. So it was, uh, you know, I think dry enough for, for that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it was, it was really quick. It was for a, a friend of mine, uh, John and Katie, they just got a new house and they, they had this hilariously small Ikea dining table, uh, that was like probably the same size as my desk here, probably like five feet long or less. And so they really wanted an upgrade and John wanted to build it, but he doesn't have a ton of tools. So I was like, Hey man, you know, take a couple of days off of work, come work with me in my shop. We can build it together and I'll make a video out of it and it'd be a good time. So that's what we did. And, uh, we knocked it out Wednesday through Friday and then finished it up on, uh, yesterday. So yeah, it was, it was a good build. Um, it was pretty easy for the most part. I mean, you know, there's a decent amount of angles in the base. So those are always, you know, they have their own challenges, but, uh, overall pretty simple i'm assuming you i'm assuming you use dominoes for the i used a lot of dominoes i did uh, on one of the bench bases because the benches and the table are essentially identical like it just scaled down yeah. for the benches and uh i did do just like through dowel joinery on one of the bases just to kind of show people hey you can actually do it this way you know because i always say that like when i'm using the domino i'm always like hey you can use dowels or pocket holes or whatever but i never actually do it because i'm <laughs> kind of don't want to because it takes way longer um but i actually did it on this and uh worked out worked out pretty well uh you know definitely a good alternative if you know if you don't have a fourteen hundred dollar domino xl so yeah. Um, must be nice that stock footage. <laughs> yeah it it is definitely nice man i i i know i'm spoiled but just trying to put out furniture at this pace is just i don't know i don't know i don't know what i'd do without it honestly it's one of those tools spoiled that, is putting it lightly yeah no i know i know, <laughs> I, know. I got some more festival goodies this week too so i'm uh i'm definitely pimping out the shop in a big way but, i uh, you know i considered it. like 
I, I considered procuring a domino. And then I'm like, but then I wouldn't have any reason to use my Veritas plowplane. And that is like yeah. the most satisfying tool. I, I mean, I can't think of like, if there's like one operation like that I want to do in the morning with a cup of coffee, that's just like relaxing. And like, I don't know why I have no idea, but like something about using a plow plane, it's just, un, it's just so much fun. There's so many I, other I've thought uses about for it though. I've thought about doing flooring just so that I could spend like two or three days with a plow plane. <laughs> Just tongue and groove work. I, 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 that would be fun. I would enjoy it's, that. It's really weird. Like you, yeah, you wouldn't. It makes no sense until you do it, and then just seeing like these this perfectly Perfect like square. Oh yeah. Thing and it's just easy and like it's just so satisfying. It's really it's really weird. Yeah. yeah. For mortars and tenon stuff, though, man, the the domino is is hard. To oh get. yeah. It's uh. It's the Cadillac it's of joinery. So fast. I mean, for anybody who does you know commission work, I, I think it's totally worth the price tag. Because I mean, it, you'll save enough time to where it would pay for itself pretty quickly. I think. Um, so. Anyway, yeah. So uh, really happy with the reception on the table and benches. The video is doing pretty well so far. And uh, sold a couple sets of plans, and so yeah, that's going good. So I'm happy to have that one buttoned up. So anyway, let's uh, I guess go ahead and move on to talking with Glenn about all of his uh, you know fancy trade secrets and how he got started and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess first of all, man, I just wanted to see like I, I don't know anything about your backstory and how you got into all this stuff. So like, yeah. how did you get into woodworking in the first place? Well, I mean, I got into woodworking because when I bought my house, I wanted to save money and I wanted to have tools left over after I had my furniture. <laughs> so I felt like that was the way to go. You know, if you buy a piece of furniture, you kind of stuck with it. It is what it is. And you don't have any tools left over. And uh, also, I wanted to prove a point to my girlfriend. She didn't think I could build anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she actually, you know, had a point because I, I had nothing to show her. So I just yeah. had this will, you know, like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And it was like, it was my, okay. So I had to prove prove it wrong. And that's kind of how I got started. And I think that's the way most people start. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly my origin story as well. It's same exact. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that, you know, you go look at the price tags on furniture and you're like, man, that's crazy. And then you start doing some Googling and it's like, oh, man, this Anna White lady has got plans for everything. And I could build, you know, a whole outdoor patio set for 50 bucks or whatever, you know, and that's that's how it all gets started. That's funny. So when did you, I guess, start producing videos for your projects then? I mean, what, what kind of um, gave you the, you know, impetus to do that? I started posting, I, I think, more like woodworking stuff probably around um, maybe September 2015. That's when I started posting uh, on, the, on the channel. But what made me start wanting to post in uh, content was um, I wanted to do a blog site. And, you know, I just thought that was cool, you know, just being able to, to blog about the stuff you actually do. And I got so much confidence of the things I built, I, I wanted to share it. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that that's kind of where that started, and you know, I was I was working on the website, and and I got stuck, you know, and I was like, well, let me go jump over here and start creating YouTube videos. And I mean, at the time, I had no idea that people was actually making stuff on YouTube because I, I, I'm not the biggest social media person, so you know, it was more like just going over here. And once I started posting stuff, I started seeing like these recommended people, and that's when I realized there was such a huge community out there. But that's kind of how it started. It started by, you know, me getting stuck trying to create a website. And I figured, uh, let me get started here. And my website's still not done. <laughs> nice. That's funny. That's funny. So that, that's <laughs> awesome. So uh, how do you think making videos has affected the type of stuff you build? I mean, has is it? are you still building stuff that you really want for your house? Or are you kind of influenced by what you think your audience will like? Or what, how does that process work for you? Uh, I it's a mixture of both. Um, mainly, I build stuff that that I need, but actually, I have like um, a, a lot of requests that people want. And if it's something that I can sneak in quickly and get it done, then I, I do a request. Um, but usually, it's things that I need right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's cool. And so you do a lot of shop projects too, which I think seem to do really well for you. I mean, I know your yeah. like table saw, router, jigsaw thing has just gone yeah. crazy, man. That thing was really cool. That's uh, why. Why do you think that is? I guess just because a lot of people want that kind of stuff for their shop, just to be able to you know stick to a budget and that kind of thing. Well, before I got to that point, like I, I start, I was um, making stuff on YouTube and. I didn't know what people wanted to see. I thought they wanted to see me pulling out all these crazy tools. And then I started I started doing that. And then I started seeing complaints like, I don't have this. We can't afford this. This is a whole year worth of tools. And I'm like, really? It's like about $700 worth of tools. It was cheap stuff I had. So, you know, they were saying that, you know, you had to have all these tools. So that's really when I kind of took a step back. And I started bringing in the limited tool series, which, you know, that's how I got started. You know, I started with my circular saw and, and a few hand tools. And that that's really was the motivation behind that, that workbench was showing people that you don't actually need all this. It takes more time when you do it that way. But, you know, it's just a, an idea of showing people that you don't really have to have all these fancy tools. You do if you want to speed it up the process and you want, you know, more accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's I, I definitely think that is a, a hugely popular thing because, you know, not everybody can afford to, to drop the money on some of these fancier yeah. tools and people want to be able to see how they can build things sim- more simply or, or if they have limited space. I think that's the other huge yeah. thing that a lot of us yeah. like I'm super lucky. I have a really big garage. I live kind of in the country, so you know, I Must have a lot nice. of space. <laughs> yeah. But if you live in a city, I mean, space is at a premium. So like, I know yeah. like Ben Ueda from homemade modern, he literally, I think does his stuff like in his living room. So, uh, that's just crazy to me. You know, I, the way people, you know, they, they will do anything to be able to build stuff. I think it's so cool. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Well, all that's definitely possible. Now, now for me, like if, if I had, I, I would never like build limited tools on, on, unless it was like YouTube, you know, it's, yeah. this is really, th- these are things that I actually make for the channel. This is not things that I'll actually use. Maybe some of the, the saw jigs I actually use to rip boards, but other than that, like I wouldn't necessarily make these, um, just for me because yeah. it's just too yeah. much, it's too much time really to put into it. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And, I mean, you have a table saw and a miter saw, and, you know, you, you have the, the tools you need to be able to build most things. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I actually have a couple table saws, but you only see one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. James, you had a few questions, I see. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, you know, what uh, what skills are you wanting to, to build or expand upon in the future? I mean, is there anything particular that you're like, you know, someday I really want to dive into that particular field of making? Um, I, I plan to make anything, to be honest with you. I mean, I have a lot of metalworking stuff in the shop, even though I haven't showed anything on the channel yet or, or you know, got started with that. But I, I plan to dive into just about any anything that revolves about around uh, making. Um nice thing that you can do it yourself but i think i'm basically warming up on the channel because i want people to believe in themselves first before i start like getting a little more complicated so i think this is a little bit of experimenting and seeing what the the the, the base want and that's that's really what it is for me it's a, it's a lot of experimenting and just trying to get a feel for what people want because i think i'm at some point when i go full-time i'm gonna have a schedule that i, I want to produce content yeah cool yeah. So like following kind of like what uh, I like to make stuff did was because he started off with a lot more woodworking. Now is more focused yeah. on making in general a lot into like every facet, which is it's cool. You know, like not every project appeals to everybody, but you know that's uh, I think doing that gives you it casts a really broad net. You know, so you have a lot more yeah. opportunity um, to land you know people who would it, never see you. It's good. It's good and it's bad yeah. um, because the thing is that, you know, the people that subscribe to you that that's so into woodworking, once you post a concrete project, yep. they don't like that. And so it's good <laughs> and it's bad. But I think for me, I, I, I don't really care about losing subscribers because, you know, it's a it's more of an interesting for me, to me. If you, if you want to do this for a long time, you got to do it and make you interested, yep. you know, and that that's me switching up things. You know, I have a lot of interest. Like my main background is in electronics. 
Yeah. So woodworking is just something I picked up as a hobby and just, you know, went about it, um, putting a lot of time into it. Yeah. You're in IT, right? That's your day job. Is that right? Yeah. 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 That would be cool, man. Yeah, I'm a system it. designer. I'm, I'm a system designer. Like I, um, my job is all about designing like, uh, you know, smart homes and stuff like for, for wealthy people, Oh, cool. Uh, cool. very wealthy people. So, you know, we, 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 uh, work on large estate homes, um, celebrities, billion millionaires, nice. basically making their life easy. So, <laughs> so, you know, just, just to give an idea, um, you know, they walk in the house, right. And they press the home button. That home button does a lot of stuff, you know, it let the shades up, it turn on certain lights in the house, it set the AC temperature. It does like insane amount of stuff. Nice. So, <laughs> you know, that's what the, my company does. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate to be able to work in, you know, million dollars houses. That's cool. So, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see some of that stuff. I mean, some of your electronics <laughs> and IT knowledge brought to some of your projects. I mean, obviously oh, it, will. Cool. It, it will, it will, it yeah. will. I promise you it will. It's it, you know, it's like a little stepping stone for me yeah. right now. It's just, it's so much going on in my, my job. I think it holds me back, but right now, like, you know, I, I had to make adjustments. So I had my, um, my girlfriend, she quit a job and I basically, I'm the workhorse right now. So I basically <laughs> work two jobs and I'm going to do that for a little bit longer, and then um, eventually I go full time. That's awesome, man. That's super cool. cool. So what do you think? I mean, you've had some pretty amazing growth, as I mentioned earlier. What do you yeah. think has accounted for that? I mean, I, I know we've already talked about it a little bit. You know, I think some of the less tool-intensive projects certainly help, but, but what else yeah. do you think? Because, I mean, to, it's been pretty to, amazing. To, to get a preface really quick, actually, how long have you been – when did you start uh, putting videos up? You said about a year and a half I think my ago. first video, my my wow. first video was probably around May of uh, 2015, but that was like me changing the oil oil filter on a truck or something like <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And um, then I then I started, you know, putting up content like programming security system and alarm systems, and um, and then I'm like I'm like man, I really want to do woodworking, and then that's when I started doing that, and I saw man, I started like losing subscribers when I upload woodwork and I upload alarm stuff. And I was like, shit, this ain't really working out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just kind of stuck to woodworking. And, um, I think, uh, I started like going, um, consistent with that around like September. Uh, I think that's wow. September, 2015. Nice. And, um, it took, I mean, it took, I, I'm not going to lie, man. It took such a long time to get to a thousand subscribers, like almost like, eight months wow. to get to a thousand. And I think last year in January, I had, uh, like probably about, you know, 1100. And, um, it, I, I want to say around, uh, probably, um, March is when I started picking up. I think I had around 5k and, um, and then I think by July I had a hundred K. So Man. it was, it, it was, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I trust me, man. It's it had a lot to do with it's a lot of luck. I, I don't care what anybody say. Like, there's a lot of luck involved because there's a lot of people making really cool content out there, and you know, it, it. I think it has a whole lot to do with luck. But you also, you know, on the channel, like, you know, when I first started, you know, I was maybe a little too comfortable. You see me in my flip flops in the shop, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot of uh, like people like that. Like the people, they you know, because there's a lot of people I'm pretty sure work, you know, in their flip flops. But yeah, I did. And there was also a lot of people that I was saying, you know, I was getting backlash from. So I like, you know, what? I I just put on my boots. <laughs> That's why I carved a pair of clogs. I That's had so hilarious. many people complaining about my flip flops. <laughs> That's funny. That's and funny. making mistakes and, and making mistakes as well, because, you know, I, I get a lot of backlash for making mistakes. But then, like, more people like it when you show mistakes because yeah. it feels real, you yeah. know. And I, yeah. I, I think I go through so much more trouble trying to hide a damn mistake versus, <laughs> like, just showing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you, you're really thorough, too. I think that's I think a lot of people who are already into woodworking, I think it's easy to kind of you know, glaze over the, the little details, but if yeah. you're just getting yeah. into this stuff, so many of the things that we think are just, you don't even need to mention people don't know, you know? So like the, the, yeah. the stuff yeah. you include yeah. is really, I mean, if somebody had never done this before, they could watch one of your projects and like, and go do it, you know, which is kind of unique. 
Well, well, that's kind of my my one of my focus, um, and the thing it has a lot to do with my job as well because everything is so detail oriented in that atmosphere, and I train a lot of guys, and I realize that every everybody's at a different skill level, so um, sometimes you have to dumb it down. And the, the the thing is, when you dumb stuff down, you got to be quick about it because if you stay too long on it, then people get really annoyed. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's cool. Yeah, you definitely have a good, you know, good quick pace, and but you still cover the nitty gritty. So, uh, it's it's a good balance, I think. So, um, yeah, James, it looks like you had another one. Well, I was going to actually ask instead, uh, what is your least favorite project? What is the one thing you look back and like, oh, why did I make that? Probably my magazine rack. Um, <laughs> that's the first thing that comes to mind because that was like. That's like the first project I put up where I lost like 400 subscribers in a day. I'm like, really? <laughs> Whoa, man, that's wild. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was like, man, that, was, it, it, I, that didn't even make sense to me. But I, you know, I like whatever. That's I, funny. I don't know if I. I'm still gonna do that though. You know, those simple projects. Like I, I think I've gotten over it now. Like I used to get really annoyed. Like when you check the subscriber thing. <laughs> I, I wish I never found it. Like I, I did for a long period of time. I didn't even know that you saw how much subscribers you lost. And I wish I never saw that because then I started looking at it all the time and it was really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's pretty much every time you post a video in my experience, no matter what you post, you always <laughs> lose subscribers because it's yeah. like people were like, Oh, this guy, he's changed or whatever. I'm tired of seeing him unsubscribe, you know? So yeah, it's one or of those Or they just cut their, or they just, you know, cut yeah. one of their toes off from wearing flip-flops in the shop <laughs> and they're just giving up it's all your fault glenn i lost my <laughs> pinky because of you <laughs> that's funny man that is funny that's awesome yeah well that's uh that's really cool man I, I, i'm really excited to see what you do with the channel i mean i think seeing you integrate some more of the stuff obviously you already integrate a lot more i think electrical work than i know that i do yeah. i mean even just you know adding outlets and stuff to certain projects i mean that's you know that's yeah. that's stuff i don't yeah, really know how to it, do yeah I, I mean it's not i guess i i guess i say it's not complicated but then somebody that's not you know comfortable with it may yeah. think different but um it th those things i i find it it helps because you know, it, it shows another layer to it because a lot of people can look at a project and be like, this could have been done. And, you know, no matter what you do, you always going to get that. You should have did it this way. You, yeah. know? And it's yeah. like, you know, if you're going to make it, you could totally do it that way. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, but the, adding those extra things in it, like I, I find that to be, um, uh, I guess, a success. Like it's Sometimes I wish, like, why did I even add this? And it added so much more time to the project. <laughs> but, you know, those things usually, it kind of pays off sometimes. Oh, um, yeah. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it does. Yeah, hmm. no, I mean, a lot of your builds have that extra level of, I mean, dude, they're, you know, they're kind of tricked out. I mean, that, like, the bed you built recently with the LEDs yeah. behind the headboard, yeah. I mean, that, you know, that's an extra step that a lot of people are not going to go through. But man, it looks sharp, you know. It looked good. Yeah, but how, like but. the two things that stand out to me, like um, one is like uh, your shop is clean. All the, like all your shops <laughs> so like clutter free. <laughs> and, like, but that's like, just that's just this, that's what you see. You notice you never see like a workbench or assembly area in the shop because it's usually holding it all the like hand tools I take like, out. That's Everything funny. looks like it's put together in like a nice clean kitchen. Like it's <laughs> like it's just so like and it's so different from what I'm used to. Like mine looks yeah. like my shop looks like a landfill. Like there's just <laughs> like a bomb. It looks like a, an earthquake happened and everything that was supposed to be somewhere just ends up in the shot. Yeah, um, but, well, by, by by the time I'm done with a project, it usually, you know, I, I, I basically looks like that. Um, it, it doesn't matter how simple the project is. If it's a floating shelf and it's like it's like four pieces with a couple spaces in the middle, I, I still manage to tear the shop apart. But what I always do before I get into the next video, I clean it up because yeah, yeah. I can't work that way. I have to know what my stuff is. Yep. See, I'm I'm like that when I start a project, but yeah, by the end of it, it's like I have no idea where anything is, and like my efficiency <laughs> yeah. just goes. And it's not because it's not because like I'm messy or a slob, but it's like my workshop is so small, 
And sometimes I'm going between 10 different tools and things just happen. And I get so hyper fixated on what I'm working on then that I'm always looking at the next step and not so yeah. much like, okay, now, now I need to clean up everything. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah so it's, that's, uh, I, I hear you there, but still your shots are just so clean. Like everything's so nice. Well, I mean, I try to keep comfortable. it clean. I, I try to, because I want the focus to be where my hands are, you know, and I, I don't want you to be noticing something going on in the yeah. background. Yeah. And yeah. that, that's, that's the main idea behind that. But, um, you know, in a, in a shop, tape measures are like one of my biggest thing because, like for example, like you know, I, I keep about six tape measures in the shop because if I go in the house to grab some water or something, like yeah. I come back, I can't find my tape measure, and I forget. <laughs> I, I didn't know I leave it in the shop in the house. Yeah, and by you the time I'm cleaning your it up, steps yeah. for like twenty yeah. minutes and be like, oh, I just grab the next one, then I lose that one, then I grab the next <laughs> yep. one. And... I know that battle. That's awesome. But uh, the other thing is also like your lighting. Like, what do you do yeah. for lighting in your videos? Because everything's really well lit, and it's not uh, like bright, uncomfortable lighting. It's nice. It's just it's a nice. I nice actually videos. think I need a little more lighting in there because there's a couple of dark spots in there. But um, what what I I normally do if I'm depending on where I'm shooting and if I want to be in that specific location, I just go grab one of my freestanding light and bring it closer and, um, and, and, and shoot it on the subject. Yeah. What kind of, um, is it just like a shop light or is it like some sort of photography? No, this is one of those, uh, like soft photography box. type lamp. Yeah. The soft box. I need to get one of those. Cause seriously, we yeah. talked about it a while ago. Like about 40% of my shop lighting comes from my garage, like the built in light and my garage door opener. Yeah. So like I'll be recording something and the light will turn off and I have to like stick my hand up in the air and wave it so that the garage light comes on from the motion sensor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, actually, gonna, I'm actually going to make a, 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 one of those floor standing lamp and it's going to be multi-purpose and it's going to have a bulb like is this. I think I forget what it's called. It's like a like a corn cob bulb and it's like it let off light like 360. Huh. And huh. um I find that to be really helpful when I was shooting the bed video. Like I, you know, I only had the the light in my, in the room that was on the ceiling fan and, um, that corn on that corn cob bulb. If you, that bed video, I did that in the bedroom and it was really lit in there. Like it lit up that whole place and one bulb. And, but what I got to do is just make the, the cover to diffuse the light a little bit. But, um, it's really worth that. Like that light was awesome. Yeah. you'll see it you'll see it soon that's cool i'm gonna have to look that up because yeah i i I have pretty good lighting i i just when i you know got my garage i put in a bunch i have drop ceilings in my garage which is weird but i just put in a bunch of the (laughs) like the fluorescent troffers and they throw off a ton of light but they don't you know the color is not that great and that and that kind of stuff but uh yeah, it's super weird to have drop ceilings in the shop, but it is good for light. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why. Why, why would you have drop ceilings in the Cause shop? It's because it's a. So my house is kind of on a hill, and so my garage goes. Uh, it basically the door leading out to the garage from my house is my basement. So it's like they put in the drop ceiling in the basement and then just extended it out to part of the garage. It's it's really weird. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why they did that, but it's a pain because I'm always hitting the ceiling with stuff. But I mean, it's still you know eight feet tall or whatever. But it's a you know I can't hang anything from the ceiling or whatever. But uh, anyway, I guess it that's could a be future worse. project. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think I could get rid of it because it literally goes through the wall, you know, for my garage into the house. It's all one big long, you know, suspended ceiling. So I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's much I could do about it, unfortunately. But uh, such is life. It's uh, it's working, and it, those fluorescent things. I mean, <laughs> they're sixty bucks, and you know those four feet long fluorescent bulbs. There's eight of them, or something like that, in each. That's a lot of light. So you know, I bought like four of those things and had an electrician install them, and they put off a ton of light. So um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, trust me, that, that, that corn cob light is very impressive, man. Yeah. This thing, like, it'll light up a space. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I need to check that out. Um, so, you talked about your least favorite build. What, what do you think your favorite build is so far? That, that's always interesting. The guys on the Modern Maker podcast always ask that. Yeah. And I think it's a great question. Like, what if you, if you had to pick a video for you know, people who are new to you to check yeah. out, what do you think it would be? It'd probably be the Murphy bed. And, I, and the reason why. 
it was, you know, my, my favorite one because that was probably the most stressfulest project I've ever worked on. Um, I, I, I worked on it for three days. Um, I think it was like three days. And um, what would happen was my, my, my girl, um, her, her parents were coming in town and I literally had three days to make this whole band. And all I started out with was, you know, an idea. And um, I finished it like two hours before they came here. And it was <laughs> it was very stressful. I, I, I mean, it was stressful. <laughs> yeah, that was a great deal, man. That was, uh, that yeah. was a cool one. But I, I, I mean, I saved a ton of money. I built that bed for like 360 bucks. I think the hardware kit costs around that price. I mean, yeah. it's... Yeah, those things are really <laughs> expensive. I mean, they're. I, I would definitely like to do that, especially once my wife and I start having kids. Because I mean, having a yeah. Murphy bed for a guest bedroom is like awesome. You know, yeah. you just fold yeah. it up against the wall, and then you have room to do whatever else when guests aren't there. But uh, yeah, the hardware kits get really pricey. But uh, you just gotta get, you just gotta get that Rockler sponsorship on the Murphy bed build. Oh uh, man, I, ju- I use boat seat swivels. I just use yeah. like some swivels. Oh, I, uh, I think I spent like seven bucks on each one of them That's or something crazy. like that. So yeah, no, that was yeah, what was unique I, about I, your build. I mean, it was not yeah. a super expensive hardware kit. Yeah, no, I, I I didn't know. I mean, I I spent like weeks like trying to find something. You know, I was I I couldn't find. I went just went to Home Depot and I saw this like man, it was so hard to twist. I'm like, well, this is gonna work. I don't care if it breaks or not. So that's you know that's something that I've noticed a few times lately is that a lot of the times you like look up specific stuff online and you're like, man, that's expensive, <laughs> and you just assume that because it's online that it's going to be the best price. I've actually found things at like my Home Depot and like my Lowe's, just general proximity stores. There's a few things there that I'm like, wow, that's actually less money than it costs for me to order them. Yeah, Yeah. it sounds like it totally sounds like I'm being paid to say that. (laughs) Especially Amazon, man. Amazon, (laughs) particularly, uh, especially with finishing supplies. Like I've noticed, like a quart of, you know, General Finishes Armor Seal or Waterlocks or whatever on Amazon compared to what it is local is like way more expensive a lot of times. And I don't know if it's because, you know, the shipping extra like regulations they have to go through because it's liquid and all that stuff. If they just tack on some sort of upcharge to, you know, make their profit margins higher to make it worthwhile or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, I actually try to buy a lot of that kind of stuff locally if I can, uh, cause I have a couple, you know, good woodworking stores in the area and, uh, you know, not only am I not supporting this massive corporation like Amazon, you know, putting money into small businesses, but a lot of times it is a little cheaper. So it is kind of crazy. Yeah, the, the, the example that comes to mind is the, uh, the casters that I did on that plasma table cart that I built. Like, cause I was going to order some and then like, I actually checked out the ones at Harbor Freight and I didn't buy them. And then I went to Home Depot and I'm like, wow, these are actually like the really nice casters. And they're like, four or five bucks each or something or way less than i expected yep so it doesn't happen often but sometimes (laughs) yeah now like hardware on the other hand you can get like knobs and things like that you can usually get the identical knob that you can find at home depot or lowe's in like a 25 pack on amazon for like yeah buy all my knobs off amazon yeah yeah Yeah, i tried that for my dresser and once i found what i wanted i i found them online but i could not find them online for cheaper than they were in the big box store huh Interesting. I was, I was really surprising to me. That is surprising. I mean, like significantly half the price. Huh. Yeah, those things add up, man. When I built those vanities, it was like yes. it was like a hundred dollars of knobs and hinges. I was like, and I got like the yeah. cheapest knobs and hinges they had. It was <laughs> you know, it was like a dollar a knob, and it was still you know because it was like thirteen or twelve doors, and then a, you know it was just anyway that was a, a <laughs> i was not expecting to spend that much yeah I and mean, when you can buy that stuff in bulk it definitely makes a huge huge difference um yeah. i mean drawer slides all that kind of stuff anything you can buy in large quantities it's uh it's very helpful so cool well uh you guys got any other questions for glenn before we move on to what we've been watching what's the average am- annual rainfall of the amazon basin <laughs> What? <laughs> I, I, I I stopped paying attention for five seconds and then I picked back up right there. Yeah, that's, completely uh, lost. That's hilarious and random. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you're not so you're not going to the Oklahoma thing, are you, Glenn? The uh, the video woodworkers thing? No, no, no. Okay. I'm not. Cool. 
That's the thing that uh, Nick's them having, right? Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Nick. Yeah. 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 That'll be. Yeah. I mean, I, how do you guys even know? But like, I, I mean, Nick. Nick told me about it. Like, I think way after they had already, um, you know, gathered all that stuff together. But like, is there somewhere that you guys like get that information from, or is like no. just talking to people? Yeah. He just. Yeah, I yeah. like to make stuff group. And, yeah, and exactly. He had it on his podcast first. I think it was the first place they announced it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm always the last one to know. I just bought my tickets like a week ago. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I Not never know. Like three days ago. Yeah, they uh, – that well, and that event was always like – it was like a whisper. You know, it was like it was like there were like rumblings and rumors of it happening for the longest time, I guess, while they were still trying to get everything worked out before they actually announced anything. So um, it took it took a while, but uh, – I'm interested to see how it goes. It should be kind of a crazy event. Um, yeah. I guess by the time the people in the feed hear this, we will already have gone to that. So that'll be uh, kind of interesting. Are you guys going? What? Yeah, the three of us are going. Really? Uh, yeah, cause okay. we, because we... Will we be there when they hear this? Uh, uh, actually, yes. I think we... Well, let's see. Yes, be we will Thursday. be there. We'll be there, actually. Yeah, you're right. We will be there. So, yeah. If you guys are going to... are these... When are these going public now? Our our podcast. What's the new day? Well, just because we changed our schedule, we're we're like a week ahead. So this show will go up on the twenty second of June, which is the day we'll be arriving in Tulsa. So yes, that uh, that if you guys are coming, come say hey. With a crafted podcast, we'll have a booth and an RV. So uh, we're going to be hanging out and building something cool. So that should be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. All right. Well, now both uh, of you guys, Zach. I got a question. Zach and James, both of you guys do this full time, or? Uh, that's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> I do it full time because I'm a full time stay at home dad. Um, but whether or not I actually make count. enough to include it, <laughs> that does not count. <laughs> okay, I, maybe it count a little bit, but I, I have broken even for one month. So that's if that funny. if that answers your question. That's funny. <laughs> I'm I'm full time. Um, I've been uh, I'm about seven months full time, um, and it's it's great. I I love it. I couldn't imagine going back to working for somebody else again. I'm yeah. jealous. Uh, you, you're you're already. I'm sure. I mean, my 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 uh, YouTube and stuff isn't isn't really growing very quick. I'm at <clears> like I'm I think I'm creeping up on fifty thousand subscribers, but. Uh, my income doesn't come pretty much all of my income comes from uh, commission projects and my Patreon's actually been growing slightly, which is, which is cool. So thank you guys for your support. But, um, most, of most of, I'd say 80, 90% of my income comes from commission projects that I specifically build for people. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a very good income source. So when you go full-time Glenn, are you, is, is your business model just to basically do digital content as your revenue source? I think, yeah, yeah, I think more like, yeah, I think I'm going to keep it digital. Um, don't know if I like that burden of having to deliver stuff to people. I I like the freedom. Yeah. I think I want the freedom. See, it's funny to me because I feel like the opposite and it's just different. It's just different strokes for different folks. But for me, I'm like, I don't want the for me, like like commission pieces are easy, like because I can just talk to the. I mean, I don't know. I just enjoy the process actually. But uh, yeah. and like the internet stuff, it's like you have to know. It's so analytical, and you have to like know the times to post and keywords and how short and long to make your stuff and worry about your audience. And I just want to build stuff and sell it. <laughs> You See, know, I'd like be worried about it. me. Lo- I'd be worried about me losing money, like doing commission, because like I guess I'm a little meticulous with stuff, and it, you know I just keep going over it, keep going over it, because I feel like it's never good enough to pass it on to the person. And you get over that, I, that pretty quickly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean I don't know. Like I just I, first I, couple I, projects, it's like that, and then you're like, oh, they'll never notice this. It's like you know spending two hours really? sanding the bottom of a tabletop. It's like that's just a waste yeah. of time. You know, like go look at any production. <laughs> piece of furniture they don't even stain the bottom of the table for the most part like it's uh yeah you know so there's basically every spot you can gain efficiency and not make the piece you know less uh quality uh is it's definitely you have to do it you know there, there's other way there otherwise I mean, there's it, no way to make real money i don't think but the, it depends i mean it depends on your your business model i mean if you're going production if you're if you're 
you know, if your goal, it's assuming that you want to do commission pieces, there's, there's a few different mentalities you can have. One, you can do production. You're going to knock out as many of these things as you can. Two, you can go, I'm going to make ridiculously nice furniture that sells for a ton of money. And I'm not saying that's what I do, but I mean, there's people that will spend, you know, ten, fifteen thousand oh, dollars yeah. for a, t- you know, so they're out there. And those people, you you want to you want to at least sand the bottom of the table, you know. So <laughs> well, it, it really that's how you know really it's handmade, man. That's how you know it's handmade. That's uh... <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, well, I, see, I, mean, I see a I see a lot of antique furniture in these houses I work in, and like I mean, I feel like there's a lot of corners cut to call that stuff antique, but. I mean, some of the minor <laughs> corners is not even that tight, but like yeah. these are things that cost like a hundred fifty thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like they were I'm also like, probably really, built like a like hundred years ago, so you know. Yeah, some if, of them are built. Like, <laughs> if my miners are still tight a hundred years from now, I will be very happy. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, still the quality. I mean, even like there, there's a. I feel like there's. And this is something that comes up in, in my work a lot. And this is going to sound now it's now I've kind of like cursed it just by saying that it sounds <laughs> terrible. But like th- there is this 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 thing that happens when you do stuff by hand and you're not a factory cranking out pieces like things aren't perfect. Like you're, oh, yeah. there's going to be things like th- obviously the chairs that I built, like I'm working with mild, the, the I'm working with mild steel. They're not all going to be the same. Like some of the, some of the legs have pitting in it from just being mild steel and who knows how long it sat in the steel mill. And, but I think all that stuff gives it character. And I, I mean, I was actually talking to somebody the other day, there's this like Mexican restaurant somewhere around here. And, uh, I sat down and every, it looks like everything is hand carved in there and it is, but you know, I, I, I'm skeptical. So I look at these chairs and every chair has like different animals carved into them and being the skeptic I am, I'm like, okay, I got to find two with an owl. Cause there's like six or seven different animals, you know? So I'm like, okay, that one's got an owl. That one's got an owl. And I look at the two of them. I'm like, are they exactly the same? No, that one has seven feathers and that one has six feathers on it. And I'm like, sweet, they're handmade. Like those, those little discrepancies, those little inconsistencies, I feel like that's what gives something sometimes, I mean, it's what gives things soul. It's not cold and perfect. That also depends on your aesthetic because if you're going with a modern aesthetic, uh, it's, it's gotta be crisp and clean and sharp. It pretty much needs to look like Ikea. Yeah. 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 Whereas if you're going like traditional, like most of my work is, you know, hand carved, hand and tenon and. You know, no one really cares if there's gaps in the dovetails because that's just part of the. Yeah, the but there's yeah, and, and what I'm saying is there's a difference between cutting corners and you know compromising quality. That you know there's that, and then there's also this is a handmade one-off piece. Like yeah. it's there's a person made it. You yeah. know, it's not going to be perfect. It's there's going to be, uh, you know, you'd call it character in like a, a euphemizing manner, but it's. <laughs> You know, it's it's uh, it's handmade. It's just the way it happens. I mean, well, and the other thing is, unless they're a woodworker, they're not going to notice because like that is that's always the most frustrating thing when I deliver a client piece is I want them to like get down on their hands and knees and (laughs) inspect it. You know what I mean? Like look at every little crevice of the piece and they don't do any of that. They just look at, oh, yeah, that looks good. You know, and then that's it. You know, it's it's such a letdown every time because I I want them to be like rubbing it and being like oh it's so smooth and it's perfectly gap free and like they don't know that stuff you know like if we're building it for them most likely they're not woodworkers so yeah it's uh but you know you turned over a good project and that feels good exactly exactly yeah yeah Yeah, and that's another thing that's funny with commission projects like over time you know, you remember like the first peach pieces that you made and you're like so attached to them. You're like, I can never sell this. <laughs> yes. Like I made this. I put so much work into this. I can never get rid of it. And then like the first time you sell something, you're like, OK, let's get rid of everything. Like it's it's just it, you get so comfortable just like building stuff to sell it. It's, it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Yep. It's uh it's one of those things you you figure out pretty quickly, I think, too. Especially if you're going to last doing client work, is what what you don't need to do, and you know what what is acceptable and all that kind of stuff. So, it's uh, I know the first couple of projects I spent way too much time on them. So, it uh, 
just one of those things. But anyway, let's uh, let's move into what we've been watching. So uh, I guess I'm going to go first. Uh, this channel I found today, I don't even know how I found them. It's called uh, Red Means Recording. It's a, this guy doing music. Um, he uses this little, for the most part, he uses this little synthesizer called a Teenage Engineering OP-1. And it's this tiny little synthesizer that like fits in your book bag. And uh, he's got this hilarious commentary throughout the videos. Basically, each video is him like creating a song from start to finish all on this little synthesizer and kind of, you know, this little thing can actually do like samples from the radio. It has a little antenna so you can like pull in samples. So it'll start with some ridiculous sample from some radio station in his area and then like work it into some, you know, electronic song. And I don't know, it's really good. He's got these really funny little clever uh, captions and stuff throughout the videos. And it's, uh, it's really funny. So I, I don't know how he does not have a bigger channel, but uh, definitely enjoyed that. <laughs> always, always like watching people make music too. Cause it's, that's such an art and just watching somebody go through that creative process is really interesting to me. So, um, yeah. James, uh, yeah. I found a channel, uh, this week called uncle Rob. Any of you seen him? Mm-mm. You, you'd know it if you seen him. He's, it, it's one of the funniest channels I have come across in a long time. Like I, I, I came across his first video accidentally somewhere and for the next three hours, I just was it, taking in every single thing he watched. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Um, basically like redneck guy giving tips to men. Um, <laughs> and how-to videos that always end up with uh, gasoline being dumped over something and lit on fire. Nice. It's, just, it's, it's a phenomenal channel. Nice. To check well, that's that not out. fair. If you got three hours to pour into, you know, your stay-at-home dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not fair, you know. Had to put it in on the put it hey, on in the car. Someone's got to do it. That's funny. funny, Zach. What about you? Um. Well, my uh, typical unconventional answers. Uh, so I've actually been catching up on the Making It podcast. I, I hadn't listened to, I hadn't really listened to it for probably two, three months. So the other day when I was waxing all of those chairs, which is way more tedious than I expected, I got through probably, you know, five, six, seven of those. So I'm, I'm getting caught up on them. Um, let's see. And also as far as what I've been listening to, cause I'm a big music person, uh, a lot of people know I'm a big fan of Tom Waits. Well, there's this guy named Daniel Norgren whose early stuff is kind of uh, Tom Waitsy. So if you're into that, check it out. His newer stuff's kind of croony and ballady, and I don't really care for it, but his older stuff is really good. So, yeah. Cool. Glenn, how about you, man? What you been watching? Uh, to be honest, I'm not really watching much now because <laughs> of, you know, the, the the work life and coming home and giving a yep. couple hours to my daughter yep. and then back to the shop and all the other stuff that go on behind the YouTube scene. Um, so that's really what my focus is right now. But uh, trust me, when I go full time, I'm going to find something to watch. <laughs> nice. Nice. Cool. Well, I guess let's uh, wrap it up with what our favorite tool of the week is. Um, so uh, mine this week is this Rockler Glue Roller. So uh, they sponsored this past week's video, and uh, you know they are not sponsoring me to say this, but they sent me their little glue application kit, and one of them, one of the pieces is this little roller that attaches to a little squeeze bottle. And yep. Dude, is it. when you're gluing together pieces for like a panel, you can just roll down the, the edge of the panel and it applies the perfect little layer of glue. And man, I, I, huh. I'm going to be using yeah, that. The whole, like kit, the whole kit's awesome. Sure would have had yeah. that this week doing the bench it seems yeah. like cleanup would suck on those. No. Like, do you, do you don't reuse the silicone? It peels place. right off. It peels oh, so off, but the best thing to do is when you're done, wash them off because yep. I, 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 I've been using the brush for a long time. And I do realize that you, you you start leaving on there too long, you start pulling off the yes the bruises. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, do do so. You use the same roller then, obviously. You don't like 
just replace it? No, no, yeah, it's totally reusable. And the kit oh. has a couple different attachments for this bottle. Like one of them actually is designed to fit in like the domino holes or uh, like biscuit <clears throat> slots. So if you need to get in those yep. little kind of tight spaces, it's for I think it's like 20, 30 bucks or something like that. I think on Amazon right now it's like oh. 30 bucks. So um, totally a worthwhile purchase. And then, you know, they make their silicone brushes and the little, the little cup that you can set the silicone brush in it's also like a little silicone tray and that's like i never have a place to put my silicone brush while i'm gluing stuff up i don't want to put it on the workpiece. i don't want to put it on my bench to get glue all over it so this little silicone tray then once it dries it just pops right out it's a, you know rockler's very good at coming up with things that you don't know you need until you use them and then you're like how did i ever yes. not have this in my life basically it's like huh. They're you know just a catalog of gadgets, but uh, a lot of their stuff is really cool. So, anyway, that is my pick for the week. Zach, how about you? I see you got something written. Yeah, so I uh, if you guys follow my Instagram, I just put out a video today. I had a pretty another pretty good mail call week. Um, I uh, uh, acquired a uh, Dewalt bandsaw, the uh, flex the Flexvolt or. I don't know if it's a flexible, but the battery powered bandsaw. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that because obviously I do a lot of work with metal and that's perfect. And it's, uh, I'm going to be able to put that to good use. Um, but, uh, I also got, um, some die grinders and specifically the, um, 90 degree, uh, die grinder from Proto is, uh, I'm just excited to have that. I mean, I, 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 when I was younger, I worked in an automotive shop and die grinders are like one of the essential tools and, uh, you just use them on anything, uh, to, you know, for surface removal and cleaning stuff and metal prep and cutting. It's essentially like a really small angle grinder, you know, but, uh, it fits in your hand and it can get into tight spaces and cause it's pneumatic it, the RPMs and stuff. I mean, it's, they're very, a lot of power and a little tool, so um, that's going to be nice for me. Nice, yeah. Those things. Well, mine sweet. is a little. My uh, pick of the week is a little unconventional. I like the uh, kids silicone food bowl. Uh, <laughs> I picked up three of them on Amazon, and uh, they are the most amazing thing for mixing up epoxy. Hmm. I'm just, oh. I am absolutely flabbergasted. Because I've always been using like you know Tupperware bowls or things like that. You can eventually break stuff out of the bottom, um, or like a, a cup, and then throw it away. But these silicone bowls, you mix it up in there, and when you're done, you just set it aside. And the next morning, you crack it out. Dude. You can use it again, and it's it's yeah. it's perfect. That's and cool. they're they're the the perfect size for mixing up a batch of epoxy. I'm I just am, <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy some of those right now. I'm looking at them. On yeah, Amazon. bring those to uh, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> break. Bright yeah. pink and bright blue and bright yeah, they green. Hold, they hold eight <laughs> ounces. That's like, that's perfect. Oh man. Yeah, and they have a wide top, so you're not like you know working in the hole of a cup. Um, they there you hold onto them easily, and the cleanup. Oh, is, so do they like? Can you like invert them? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're like they're soft, floppy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. flaccid. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely buy it, some of those. Nice, cool. Glenn, how about you, man? You got tool of the week? It's probably going to be this uh, this Trijan 125 uh, bandsaw, metal bandsaw that I, I just gave one away in my giveaway. Um, <clears throat> uh, Sawblade.com sponsored one of those to the giveaway. Uh, I really like that thing. I mean, it's it's a beast. It's like a it's a beefed up bandsaw, portable bandsaw, and nice. it's, it's really badass. Is that one of the ones that you kind of lift up and then it kind of tilts down onto this yes steel? sir yeah, yeah 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 those things are sweet man that's uh yeah i mean it cuts so clean and it, it's pretty accurate yeah so yeah okay cool you so I you'll be seeing need, that soon i, yeah. I definitely need a big like horizontal bandsaw yeah. yeah. day like that is for the amount of metal oh, work yeah. that i do man like <clears throat> yeah that would make yeah. so much i mean I had one of those offered to me, but I don't have the space in my shop. I think it was about 46 inches long, um, and I was like, okay, I, that is not going to be, be in my shop. So <laughs> I had to turn that one down right now. That's I would put something else. Something else would be outside. If I had one of those, something else would be Put it in your outside. bedroom, man. Yeah, that's a good good spot. I would, but corner. I don't think my wife would be cool with that. Uh, that's yeah, cool. it was tough. It was tough turning it down, but, you know, I had to make a decision. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. So, do you know how to weld and stuff, Glenn? Uh, you, you know, you said you. Oh no, it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, okay. I'm going to be learning. But I, I got the TIG, the MIG, all that stuff. You know, the plasma cutter. I, I'm ready. I just got to learn how to use it. But nice. Cool, man. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna learn it on the fly. That'll be what, cool. uh, what kind of setup do you have? I have the. I don't know the exact model, but it's the uh, Miller. I think it's the Miller oh, Twenty. Okay. Is it two something? I don't remember the nice. model number on it. Yeah, Miller makes good stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah, so I'm pretty much ready to go. Cool. No, that'll be. I'll be excited to see how you incorporate that into your uh, into your builds. That'll be that'll be sweet. Yeah, I like art, so you might see some art. Nice, nice. Yeah, that would be great, man. I'd love to see your your modern eye with some metal art. That'd be that'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be it's sweet. Great. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, I think that is going to do it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Glenn, thanks so much for being on, man. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, again, we have a Patreon page. If you you guys want to support the show, it is patreon.com slash craftedpodcast. Got a bunch of support levels there with extra content. So uh, definitely check us out there. And I guess until next week, uh, hopefully we'll see some of you guys in Tulsa this weekend. And then uh, until next week, happy building. Yeah. See ya.